Fighting Illini game day coverage continues on your flagship home for Fighting Illini Athletics. News Talk 1400 at 93.9 FM and Light Rock 97.5. Now it's your turn on the Fasteners Etc. Post Game Show. Fasteners Etc., your partner in inventory management. Call us with your thoughts, 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Now, the Fasteners Etc. Postgame Show, with your hosts, Scott Beatty, Evan Kahn, and Michael Martin. Here's the give to Chase Brown, running right to the outside, 50, 40, 35, 30, cuts back before they get him. They pull him down inside the Indiana 30, all the way to the 28-yard line. Brown to the left of DeVito, snap back to him. DeVito steps, throws over the middle, got Bryant with a catch at the 10, inside the 5, and he's pulled down at the 3 of Indiana. First in goal, Illinois. Illinois second in goal at the Indiana four, trying to take the lead. Here is the snapback of Ida. Now he hands off. We get an end around to Williams. Dives for the end zone. He's in. Touchdown, but two flags are down. Some of the highlights in this one, and there were some for Illinois, and it was led by Chase Brown's effort. Falls one yard short, 36 inches shy of a 200-yard performance, 199 on the ground. And Chase Brown is our MX electrifying player of the game today. MX Electric wants to be your electrician when you're in a need of electrical service for both residential and commercial projects. Call, the, call them at 217-359-7293 to schedule your project. And remember, relax. Call Max. But Illinois falls short, just like Chase Brown did, of 200 yards. 23-20 is the final, and Indiana wins their season opener. They're 1-0. The Illini are now 1-1 and 0-1 in the Big Ten. Welcome in. I'm Scott Beatty along with Michael Martin and Evan Kahn. Michael and I are in Bloomington, Indiana. Evan in our Champaign studios, and you are you. And we'll go to the phones here. First up, it's Matthew in T-Town. Matthew, lead us off. Well, uh, you know, it's the bottom line, but it- Failed, Illini failed to get a victory. You know, kind of a much needed if you're going to make a You can still game. go up just a tad, Scott. It's on the road, you know. It's, uh, it's a tough game. Uh, I thought the, the, the referee made a, a pretty awful call. But nonetheless, Illinois failed to get a victory. You know, we're still not there, but uh, I'm still a Illini fan for life. I think you're spot on. I I agree that the uh, I I think you were referring to the high tower touchdown that was overturned yeah. um, or was or should have been called a touchdown. However you wanted, it. I agree. I thought that was a touchdown. I think Illinois uh, missed out on six points there. Uh, nonetheless, they had other opportunities with uh, that were missed out on self-inflicted wounds. But all's not lost. There's ten more games left in the season. And we appreciate you weighing in, Matthew. We really do. 217-356-9397 on the fan line. And the text line is from Castle Heating and Cooling, 217-351-5357. A 314 texter, I think that's Indiana, says, same story, different year. We had at least three games last year where we had a lead and lost it on the final drive. This does feel eerily familiar, and yet... A familiar refrain, guys, as well. Well, did the defense really lose it? No, I mean, the defense gave up that final drive 
But the defense had a heroic effort. 3-1-4 is St. Louis, I beg your pardon, to the 3-1-4 texture. But I thought the defense was 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 pretty darn good today. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, passing the passing yardage allowed aside, the the defense did a tremendous job tonight keeping us in the game. Um, unfortunately, when we go same old story, it's uh, it, it goes <laughs> it, we start looking at the offense and uh, unfortunately we had opportunities we ended up leaving uh, quite a few points on the board had some real good opportunities but ultimately uh, just mental mistakes silly mistakes really held us back and um, you can only move forward from here and ultimately Scott I feel like this is going to be one of those games that's just going to eat us at us all season and it's going to haunt us come bowl season if we if we're five and seven again, yeah, I thought the guys in, in the box did a, a fine job today for the Illini. It was a, a lot to do with the defensive backs, blown coverages, soft coverages, falling asleep, stupid penalties. If there's anybody who was lacking uh, on the defensive side, it was so those defensive backs. Two one seven three five six nine three nine seven is the fan line. Evan, do we have anyone waiting there? I believe we do. All right, let's go up. Is this Jim? Hi, guys. Hey, Jim, go ahead. So the high tower play doesn't need to be discussed because I believe that was the second quarter, and a lot of things can change after a play like that. People are starting to compare that like the Anthony Thomas fumble in 2000 when that was about two and a half minutes to go in the game. The point is Illinois had many opportunities to overcome that egregious call, and they chose not to. You guys were just saying the defense played great. Well, they let the worst quarterback in the Big Ten go 12 plays, 75 yards in a minute, 53 in the last two minutes of the game. How do you know he's so, the worst quarterback in the Big Ten? This is his first year in the Big Ten. And, okay, so tell me who is going to be worse in the Big Ten than this guy. I don't know, you but just, I'm just you saying guys, you, you just got just one said, game. No, 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 no. You just said three minutes ago that this defense was stellar. The defense seemed to own him for the first three and a half quarters, and then they let him light him up the last minute 52 of the game. I want to know someone else in the Big Ten that's worse than this guy. I saw enough for three and a half quarters to realize this guy is absolute hot garbage, but we made him look like Tom Brady in the last minute 52 of the game. That's my point. Okay. I don't think a two-minute drive defines him. It if, won the if game. Anything, it it well, won the okay. game. So, so is he better so than Tommy DeVito? So he's that's not the worst quarterback if he's better than Tommy DeVito for operating a two-minute offense. But you're missing the point. Illinois lets this guy go the length of the field when he couldn't do anything for three and a half quarters. You're explaining that off like it's this anomaly of the game. The point is, that is what won the game. Just like the high-power play did not lose the game for Illinois, this play actually won it for them. All right. Well, I, I see what you're saying. What you're saying, Jim, is kind of what happens at the end of the game. That is the difference is is the difference in the game. But what I'm saying is there was lots of points left out there that Illinois could have had, including a call I disagree with on a replay, but including many other opportunities that Illinois' offense itself didn't score. And if they score in other points in the game, you're not talking about a two-minute drive that uh, Indiana needs to just win the game. That's all Other I'm than saying. the fact that Indiana probably changes their game plan because of the high tower score, you can't make those apples and apples comparisons. All it's right. pointless. Of course okay. they're going to start scheming differently. That's just, it's, it's absolute sophomoric nonsense. All right. 
appreciate you weighing in, Jim. And if you're looking at the last two minutes of the game, you're right. The Indiana offense was incredible, and the Indiana and the uh, Illinois defense didn't do what it needed to do. Ultimately, in my opinion, what ended up being the difference in the very end of the game, um, obviously we should have had more points on the board. We're, we're past that. And the fact of the matter is this particular defense has struggled against tempo. It struggled against tempo last year and looks like based on what we saw today, it's going to struggle against tempo again. But when we are able to dictate the pace of play, that changes the paradigm of this particular defense right now. We're looking at a situation where we were gassed at the end of the game. They went up tempo uh, just like they had very early on in the game, and they were able to get a, a, a cheap touchdown off of us uh, because of a blown coverage. And uh, that's part of you know building the identity for Illinois football, dictating the pace of play on both sides of the ball. Ultimately, we weren't able to do that. So the uh, good at the, the good at news is is this loss has not deterred the emotion of these fans because we got a full bank of calls and we've got a full line of text messages to get to. All right. right. We'll we'll get in a break here and come back with it. Uh, Everybody is kind of pumped up. Of course, that's what these kinds of games do for you. And we will do that in a moment. It's the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. The conversation about today's game continues on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Join in by calling the first Illini fan line, 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. From their own 29, back to pass, Bazelak over the middle, pass deflected, intercepted by Illinois at the 40, left sideline 30, and out of bounds, Kendall Smith, the free safety, and there's the turnover you wanted on the first series of the second half. All right, Illinois loses 23-20, to the Illini needed that turnover in a big way at that moment. And uh, time and time again, I would, I'll would i keep contending the defense gave Illinois more and more opportunities to, to do something, but they just couldn't cash in offensively. I would say the offense had more dynamics to it, had uh, more in, uh, interesting uh, things going on, uh, a little less vanilla than it was last year, but uh, didn't get the job done uh, when things were out there. Brian Hightower. It became way too predictable because there were only two guys getting things going on offense. And we saw that, uh, on that fourth, on that goal line stand there in the fourth quarter. All right, Evan, who's up next? Oh boy. Let's see here. Let's go to Adam who was in Bloomington with you guys, but it sounds like he's headed home from Bloomington. Go ahead, Adam. Hi. Um, I was just calling to see what your thoughts were about going for it on uh, fourth and goal at the one-yard line. Do you think we should have done that, or do you think it was a good call to take the points and be up by four and kind of have the momentum at that point? All right, here's what I I tweeted. I say go for it. Here's what I tweeted. In the moment, I thought take the points in the field goal. That was my gut instinct as soon as – and I just thought – I looked at the clock, and I saw you kick it here. You give them the ball back only up four with ten minutes to go. So I saw – I saw the the idea behind going up two scores with 10 minutes rather than going up one score with 10 minutes. I didn't have a problem with going for it because it was one yard, and you should be able to get that, and it was completely blown on the offensive line. If, if Illinois gets 
36 inches. Nobody's thinking, everybody's just saying, oh, that was a great call by Bielman. It seems like he finally figured out how to make gutsy calls like that instead of what, what happened at Purdue last year. I appreciate the question. I, 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 my instinct in that moment was take the points, kick the field goal, and uh, make them at least have to score a touchdown. Evan, you obviously uh, felt a different instinct, which I think is totally fine. Illinois just didn't flat out, didn't execute the play that was called out there. Michael, what do you think? Ultimately, I think that like if I had to make the call again, I would have gone for the touchdown. Retrospect, it's tw- I mean, uh, hindsight's twenty twenty, and uh, field goal points would have been beneficial there. I don't remember exactly where the ball was in terms of uh, hash. Um, it may, if it was on a hash line on the one yard line, I will tell you from personal experience that is a difficult kick to make because you have to the. Everything is skewed for the kicker, the holder, and the snapper. It's a sharp angle. Correct. It's just it's it's a tough it's a tough tough kick to make. But ultimately, I think that the flaw in going for it in this particular case is that I did not like the particular play call. I did not think that it was yeah. creative enough. I think that I offensive line. Go ahead. I said I agree 100. percent Horrible, horrible play call. I think that, and you may agree with me on this, you may not, um, I think ultimately, uh, O-line play aside, I think that it was something that we could have dialed up and had more creativity to get to it. I mean, uh, look at the uh, the jet sweep that uh, Isaiah Williams uh, had uh, for the score earlier in the game. Um, I think that could have been beneficial there. But ultimately, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Um, we're... Under, we're we're on to the next one. Um, I it, think it, that it, it sounded like in post game comments, um, in the uh, post game press conference that Brett Bielma uh, basically said he would have, he, he shouldn't have called it, and he said it's a hundred percent on him. So, um, yep, he's going to take that for uh, for Coach Lunny whether or not he may actually made that that call. Uh, he probably does have that final call. But I'm sure he does. I, I will say, and this is the last thing I'll say about it. This is a situation where you dearly miss Josh McCray just because of the the extra mass that he has to get that one yard when you really need it. Thanks for the call, Adam. Let's keep it moving there, Evan. Who's next? All right, we're going to go up north now. Jack's ringing in from Chicago. Hey, Jack. Yeah, hey. Hey, Scott? Yeah. Go ahead with us. Hey, Scott, how's it going? I'm here with my, my friend Andrew, two U of I alums. We're up in Chicago, and first just want to preface everything by saying as we were going out in the northern part of Chicago, there's so many Indiana fans, and it's just aggravating that we're in Chicago, and I know it's a Big Ten town, but it's like this is our flagship school. This is Illinois. It's like we're finally going to get over the hump. We've, we've seen it all. We've seen so many heartbreaking losses. And then at the end of the night, it's just Maryland 2.0 like last year. And you think in a second year with this coaching staff, they would have figured it out, learned from their mistakes, and just like what the last guy said with the, the the fourth and goal call where it just felt so rushed, where the left side of the offensive line was just getting annihilated, and then you run it right up there on a the hurry-up. It just it made no sense, and you think that with the new offensive coordinator, all this creativity, you didn't really see that. And then on top of all this, it felt like a Lovey Smith game where we were just undisciplined, unprepared, you know, couldn't catch the ball, like, I don't know what it was, if we were nervous or we felt like there was too much pressure. I don't really know what to say, but it's just so – it's pretty frustrating. 
Yeah, I think all those points are are valid. And the the, the one thing I'll say is it, the, the, there was no way that this team was coming out in this game as a a finished product. You don't have this veteran laden squad that's been working and playing together. And you got a new quarterback. You got O line that was is pretty new to each other, and then had to shuffle. Um, you know, here at the end of the right before kickoff uh, a new offensive coordinator there's just no way it's um, going to come out squeaky clean 100% pristine that doesn't mean it's okay it just I'm just trying to point out I think that's where they're at and I would say you know it'll be very interesting to see where this offense in particular is in a week and in 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 a couple weeks they keep saying that you know big growth is from game one to game two but in a way you get a little bit of a pass last week because of how vanilla wyoming played defensively and just how kind of i'll say easy the game was for illinois so it'll be very interesting to see what happens from week two to week three i think there's some potential there um, to for for everybody to kind of look in the mirror, especially those receivers. There's just no the receivers have to catch the ball. You're a hundred percent right that you just if it's on your hands, you get you have to bring in that ball. Uh, and that and that was some of the missed opportunities. That's why they got. That's why Hank Beatty got a catch. That's right. That's my boy. Yeah, and Bielema said he's one of the he's the best freshman pass catcher he's seen in his entire career. So I mean that was a positive, but and I know some of the balls from Tommy weren't perfect, a little bit behind the receivers, but. At the end of the day, you're a Big Ten receiver. you got to catch the football. Yep. I think that this is a good – if we're going to take anything good from this, I think it's a good reality check for the team because everyone was feeling pretty good after the, uh, after the Wyoming game. Defense was feeling good after only allowing six points. Offense was pretty, feeling pretty good for scoring 38 points. Uh, special teams, maybe not so much, um, but uh, – I think that, you know, it's a gut check. Like, who are you really? Like, this is Big Ten football. We're not here to mess around. Um, And, you know, I think that, unfortunately, last year we had some of these lessons and some of these newcomers need need this type of lesson to really get after it. And hopefully at some point the culture gets to a point where we do not have to have these lessons anymore. But until that point, we are going to be playing close games. And we have to be able to close out. Marcus texts on the Mike. castle heating and cooling. We got to move on, Jack. I really appreciate it. Do call again, okay? You got to say the same things over and over. How many times you got to learn? Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> bye. 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 All right. I do appreciate it, though. Uh, Marcus uh, texts us that a loss in all phases of the game. Caleb Griffin kicked fine. Chase Brown ran well. The D was decent but ran out of gas. Wide receivers get a D. Tommy DeVito gets a C. Coaches get a C-. minus. Any momentum is dashed. Not going to fill the stands playing like that. Very sloppy for game two. Sloppy, uh, I think, is an apt adjective. I think that's fair. Yep. Uh, Benny texts and says, Hey, Scott, Evan, and Michael, I love our defensive coordinator. Let's put the loss behind us and let's get uh, Virginia behind Brett Piemel. Love the positivity, Benny. I mean, <laughs> you're ready to move on. <laughs> no, yep. On to the next. No time dwelling in the uh, – I think uh, – I think It's tomorrow. It's already tomorrow. That uh-huh. was yesterday. <laughs> there is a moment. Have a, have a moment here, but I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I get, don't get too excited when they beat Wyoming and don't get too upset when they lose to Indiana. I get it. I get it. 
um, is a seven eight five. If you win a game like this, you probably feel better than you should, and if you lose, you probably feel worse than you should. The two things that are worrisome to me from what I've seen so far: poor punting and a lack of ability to stretch the field with our passing game. I think that's a pretty apt text. Well, there it, the I, seven, eight, other, other than I don't think they would have felt bad about this law or if they won this game. Illinois football no, is at a point where the texture was saying they would have been good. Oh, and maybe, oh, yeah, and maybe like hold not your not one of those like oh you escaped kind of wins. I was going to say Illinois will take escape wins any win they can possibly get. They will, but you know this the the. the uh, escape win for Indiana may feel like a, a bigger lesson here I- at the end of it all. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, One more? Else? Yeah. Okay. Let's go for it. All right. We'll bring in Victoria here. Looks like she's calling in from Iowa. All right. Across the Mississippi. Hi, Victoria. Hi. I am calling from um, Bluegrass, Iowa, close to Davenport. But I went to U of I, and I am an Illinois fan. have been for many years, and um, I I said I had a stroke a while ago. I'm a senior citizen, but I watched all the game, and I'm a cup half full person, and I'm always going to root for the Illini. And I was there, by the way, when Dick Butkus was playing. <laughs> That's how old I am. And um, anyway... One thing I don't think you mentioned was the um, field goal. He kicked his longest field goal ever tonight. And I also feel that the the touchdown, bad touchdown call changed things, you know. I think kind of those kind of calls set you on edge. And I believe that we'll come out of it, and uh, we've had a lot more wins coming. So that's my cup half full take. <laughs> Victoria, you're the call of the night. I really appreciate you joining us here on the program. Really, really do. And, um, you know, you said you're a senior citizen, so I'm assuming you're, you, you, you don't have a curfew. You can stay I up don't. this late. You can stay up this late if you want to. If I want to, and I don't usually, unless I'm watching the game. <laughs> How about that? That's great dedication. Hey, appreciate it, Victoria. Will you call again sometime? Sure will. Thank All right. you. Thanks much. And she brings up a great uh, point about Caleb. Caleb did fight back from a one-for-three oh, performance. Was a great strike. I mean, he, I mean, given the context of the game, he came up with a clutch field goal, ended up not and ended up not working out in our favor in the end. It did force them to uh, go for a touchdown, a touchdown which uh, if they if they come up empty, he's he's a hero tonight. Yes, so. absolutely. Coming up clutch. He's I mean he's a local kid from Danville, um, but you know what? Cards didn't fall that way today. Um, I but to to come back after. Uh, starting your your full-time starting career, uh, one for three, I think that uh, it should be commended um, with the points he was able to put on the board today. We take a break. Uh, we'll get a quick update on what else is happening, and we'll try and get some more of these texts that are pouring in and a very uh, active post-game show here on a Friday night into the holiday weekend. You've got the Fasteners, et cetera, post-game show. I think there's just too many critical points in the game where we couldn't just kind of push ourselves over the top. Um, 
you know, penalties were, were absolutely ridiculous, self-inflicted penalties. And, you know, this this is uh, something that we have to, you know, just stop. It's plain and simple. We've, you did enough things that you, you should win this game, but uh, did enough things that we uh, caused ourselves to have failure. And it's the number one thing we have to eradicate from this program is just that, uh, before you can win, you have to stop from losing, and we we, we definitely aided the uh, uh, aided the uh, Hoosiers too many times today that that put themselves in a position at the end. Kind of sums it up, I think, in this one: Illinois not executing in opportune moments. Welcome in, Fasteners, etc. post-game show. We're into Saturday now in the East and the Central time zones. But if uh, USC and UCLA is paying attention, you know, it's, the night is still young. Welcome back. You can call us on the fan line, 217-356-9397. Castle Heating and Cooling text lines, 217-351-5357. Uh, two one seven. Texter D gives up seventy yards in the second half, and then we go full on prevent at the end. IU didn't suddenly learn how to run offense in the final two minutes. Ryan Walter should already have been told to pack his office when he gets back. Any DC who puts in prevent defense should be immediately canned. You know, I, I don't have fire time to the coach. Fire <laughs> yeah, the coach. It's, it's fire the coach. Burn it all. Uh, I. I I don't have to, we don't have time to get into the merits and the detractions of, of a prevent defense, but coaches all across America run it, and it has its reasons, and uh, he's not the only one. It's not like just a relic of the past. Nonetheless, you'd like to see uh, that defense get uh, get the stop there that they needed, but strange things happen in a uh, wounded dog in a corner kind of situation. That's what, what Indiana is, and that's what uh, – we see it all the time in football across America, too. No timeouts, have to get the touchdown. They figure out how to move a ball. It's just part of the game. Uh, I'm not making excuses here, folks. I'm sure Ryan Walters would be the first one to say that that needed to be better. And, and uh, But it is kind of a broken record because we had these conversations about this kind of exact thing, uh, I think, at least three times last year. Well, and what was working so well for the Illinois defense before was that Indiana kept trying to rush the ball even though they couldn't when they were just getting chunk after chunk after chunk through the air. I mean, any time they found Cam Camper, I, he could stand over the DB and taunt him all he wanted. It, it's because he just catch, he just got open and he was catching the ball in the middle of the field so many times. He's a good receiver, by the way. He is. He's not there's bad. There's some folks here at Indiana that were playing, saying, look, the, the, there's some receivers here this year for for Indiana and Bazelak can sling it a little bit so um, don't know what Indiana season is going to turn out but they have some pieces out there well and that's also kind of what I got the feeling of is that I don't uh, Indiana is clearly better than what they were last year I don't think either of these are, are great football teams but that's kind of what college football is is about 120 average teams and then about five really good ones and 10 really <laughs> bad ones in <laughs> Illinois somewhere in that average they've gotten out of the cellar it, it, and then these stupid mistakes I mean we're watching TCU in Colorado right now I, I mean the same kind of thing dumb penalties terrible turnovers it, it just happens in college football Certain players from a 317, if certain players had the discipline to avoid penalties for unsportsmanlike conduct, we likely wouldn't be in these situations. Son of a gun, I think for the second week in a row, there was an interception and, and an unsportsmanlike 
penalty called, and I cannot figure out what the Illini have, are doing. Now, maybe something has been said, but uh, as Martin O'Donnell would say, are there no fun police out? <laughs> My goodness, just let, the, let them have a little moment. It's, it's like when you can't flip a bat after a home run or whatever. Jeez, it's a big play. And, 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 and football, you, 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 you work year-round for 12 opportunities, and then you're, you only get out there half the time because you're only an either offense or defense. So if something big happens. Let them have a moment. Now, if they said something that you're not supposed to say um, or, you know, uh, I don't know, look cross-eyed at the referee, okay, then throw the flag, whatever. But uh, otherwise, let's move on. Let's play some football and rant. Do we have any callers on the line? No, surprisingly, I, all right. I, I think we, we got it all out of our system. Summon the Joey if we can. And we'll yeah, to, and, we, and, we've got we've got a, a Joey here. Uh, if I can uh, figure out which microphone we're going to put on. I found it. Let's hit the bed. Joey Wright, thanks for staying up with us, my friend. Let's get a quick update on what happened around the world of sports. Absolutely, and let's start with college football. Tough loss for Illinois tonight, but it could be worse. We could be Virginia Tech. They lost on the road last night, 20-17 to at Old Dominion. Yikes, and a couple more Big Ten scores, a couple of Friday games. Penn State 35, Purdue 31, Michigan State. They actually played tonight, 35-13, winner over Western Michigan. Another Friday game, Minnesota blanks New Mexico State 38-zip. But it's Friday night, and when you think of Friday nights, you think of high school football, Take a look at some area high school football scores. Muhammad Seymour, the News Gazette's number one team. Big win against Effingham at home. Dogapalooza, kind to the Bulldogs. 35-14 win. Normal Community, big win over Champaign Central. 50-14. Peoria scoots past Danville. 36-16 in Danville. A game I was at. Centennial and Manual at Tommy Stewart Field. The Chargers 69. The Manual Rams 20. Let's go. Just a couple. That was actually a really interesting game. When I got there, Manuel was ahead and 55 unanswered for Centennial to, to close Chargers. that one out. Yeah, it was it was quite the game. A couple more scores for you. Quick update here. Uh, Leroy takes down Hayworth 40-7. to Monticello bounces back from a week one loss. They get past Chillicothe IVC 38-8. to Prairie Central keeps things rolling. 55-13 win against Pontiac at Pontiac. Bloomington, pardon me, Bloomington Central Catholic beats Rantoul 61-6. Unity, how about this? Huge win over St. Joseph Ogden after the Spartans beat Monticello and the Rockets lost to Prairie Central in Week 1, 50-7. The score there, 20-0 after the first quarter. And a couple of more scores for you. Tuscola, two wins in a row to start the season. They beat Cumberland 40-22. Iroquois West, a 58-6 win at home against Oakwood. Arcola Falls at home against Reed Custer, 66-7. Paxton Buckley Lota blanks Sparta, 47-zip. And one more score for you, Westville and Watsika. Westville, 62, Watsika, 12. Big win for the Tigers. And those scores courtesy of the scoreboard page on NewsGazette.com. Plenty more coverage coming up in tomorrow's News Gazette. Well done, Joey. Appreciate it much. And one more text to put in here, the... 217 Texture says the defense showed some great adjustments with a few three and outs in the second half, but wow, the prevent defense was a disaster on the last drive. Gave up way too much space to the receivers needed to pressure the QB. Let's shake it off and look forward. Hashtag ILL. Our keys to the game in just a moment. Fasteners, etc. Post game show. It's the Fasteners, etc. Post game show. You can weigh in on today's game. 
by calling the First State Bank Illini Fan Line, 217-356-9397, or texting the Castle Heating and Cooling Text Line, 217-351-5357. For this, they're going to put it down at the about the 38. 48-yard attempt for Caleb Griffin. With a crowd in his ear to put Illinois up by four. The snap, the hold, kick on the way. The kick is up, and it is good! How about Caleb Griffin? His first really big kick at Illinois. Well, Illinois has had uh, some legendary players in the special teams unit the last several years and there was question marks about special teams coming into today into this season and uh, there were ups and downs last week there were ups and downs this week and an up was Caleb Griffin with that big strike for 48 yards that uh, for the moment made the difference four points in the game and that's uh, that's something you probably uh, carry with you Michael Martin into next week uh, if you're Caleb Griffin it's just I I wonder what kind of confidence that does after after what was a one out of three in in week one yeah uh, it, it's game one it's definitely going to go uh, it's going definitely going to be a confidence boost uh, he'll be able to replay that in his head not become uh, complacent with it but this was this was my preparation. This was my mental preparation. This is where I went. Um, I know I can make a kick like this. Um, uh, unfortunately, in that same position uh, group, uh, Hugh did not have a great game. Uh, he had some. Um, he had some punts that. Shanks. Yes. <laughs> um, he had some punts that were... He changed it up, though. He went to the rugby uh, Australian style, and, and that seemed to help him, and then he had another really good boot later. So Yep. Uh, I think that was a, uh, a nod from Coach Schneider to say, okay, we something's not working right now. You need to go with something you're a little bit more comfortable with um, just to calm him down mentally, uh, put foot on ball, um, and get uh, good yardage out of it. But... Obviously, that's something that he's got to uh, he's got to work on. I think that uh, part of the deal was Indiana was rushing uh, about five guys uh, that were getting in his face. May have been something that he was not used to or he was not prepared for. I don't know. I'm not going to make an excuse for him. Um, uh, just like I said last week, with Caleb going to be uh, Caleb Griffin being the his own harshest critic, I know that Hugh Robertson is going to be his own harshest critic too. So. They're going to end up being fine. Uh, unfortunately, these are uh, things that you have to work through. Uh, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, my brain's fried. It's been a long day. Yeah, that's all right. It's a Castle, or it's a Fasteners, etc. Post game show. You can reach us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line two one seven three five one five three five seven, fan line two one seven three five six nine three nine seven. Scott and Michael here in Bloomington. Evan in studio in Champaign. Let's do our keys to the game, and they're brought to you by Hickory Point Bank with roots right here in our Champaign Urbana community. Hickory Point Bank invested. Game day spirit with the best selection of University of Illinois apparel and Rudy Wealth Management, a family-owned wealth management firm helping clients achieve their retirement goals. Evan, you want to go first? Yeah, I'd probably say Mikey was 
just ball security and, and taking advantage of mistakes. The Illini finish with four turnovers. Indiana has two turnovers. Uh, Illinois does not score off of any of those turnovers, although I don't think that's true. I thought they scored that field goal off of a fumble, but I digress. Indiana scored 10 points off of turnovers. The 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 botched punts giving great field position. Just all the, the little things. Indiana took the mistakes Illinois was making, and, and they capitalized. Michael, would you believe me if I told you it's the same key of the game that I did for our local pregame? O-line play. Got to protect Tommy DeVito, and you have to give the uh, running backs, other than Chase Brown, the opportunity to make plays. And that didn't happen as much. Tommy DeVito did get pressured a lot more. And, uh, unfortunately, Chase Hayden and Reggie Love didn't were not as um, as productive as a Josh McCray would have been. But I would also say that, you know, it – I'm not sure if it was conditioning or just uh, uh, sound block assignments, but uh, coming back to the fourth and one on the goal line, um, they didn't block uh, well enough to get that extra yard when you need to get that. So uh, this is going to be this. I think that our offensive line is going to be a bit more of a work in progress than we thought coming in. Um, We have some really young guys that are going to be developed, but until they're here, Uh, until they are ready to go, this is what we're going to see. Would you believe me if I had said, uh, (laughs) if I told you that going into our Keys to the Game segment in the pregame, I wanted to talk about the O-line, but you talked about them first because I I felt very similar. I just saw some things last week that I went, I wonder what's going to happen when you have a team that blitzes more and uh, does some more of this and that like Tom Allen likes to uh, draw it up. But uh, one thing that was concerning just overall coming out of the Wyoming game that we talked a little bit about in in sports talk throughout the week was I just saw so many mistakes that I thought those are the things that are going to cost you in a close Big Ten game. And that's what cost them today in a three-point loss. Okay, you can you go ahead and talk about the final drive where the defense didn't stop them, but there were so many other points in this game where Illinois had points to score and they didn't, or penalties or turnovers or, or what have you, just didn't uh, get it done today. And uh, I think there's a lot of forks in the road there where Illinois ended up going the wrong way and they're going to have to be cleaner in a lot of facets if they want to start getting some W's and not being in the lead for 59 minutes or in the lead at the 59th minute, but being in the lead when 60 minutes have ticked away. Those are our keys to the game from Game Day Spirit, Rudy Wealth Management, and Hickory Point Bank. Got a little more, uh, two more segments here if you want to hop in. But, uh, do it quick here on the Fasteners Etc. Post Game Show. Got the ball down and in, deep into their territory and uh, you know, weren't able to come up with points. Obviously, that fourth down call, that's on me to uh, make some better decision to make that play happen. I, I, I think that at that point, we felt we could go up by two scores and you know have a good hold of the game. But uh, obviously, we failed on uh, fourth down. The defense did make a stop. You hope you kind of rally back into it, but uh, obviously uh, not enough to win it, win it in the end. Ah, the fourth down call will always be scrutinized. <laughs> I'm not saying he did the right or wrong thing. I'm just saying if if he doesn't go for it there, I mean, even amongst the three of us, uh, you know, we were we were it was a split decision. Well, consistency. I, I texted you right away. They, they won the toss and they decided to receive it rather than kick it, which is what they've done every single time under Brett Bielema. So 
They were aggressive from the start. You want to see them aggressive in the fourth quarter. I like them sticking to a game plan. Now you just got to execute it. Yep. I mean, and they were aggressive on that opening drive, and then it it didn't materialize into anything. The the, the statistics, the metrics, the whatever tell you defer. <laughs> Take the ball in the second half. Then you have a, a – Brett Bielman even talked about it. I think it was this week on the radio show. Maybe it was two weeks ago. Where you, you, because you can get a two-for-one. Mm-hmm. You have the controlled known of you'll get the ball to start the second half, and sometimes you can get a two-for-one. But they went the other way uh, on it. And uh, you know what? Probably a lot of people went, good, let's see what happens. We want the football. We're going <laughs> to score, you know. Uh, didn't work. Um, it's, it's not the uh, only factor in this ball game, but it is an interesting one to discuss. Uh, all right. Uh, Texer asks about Julian Pearl. Any info on him as uh, coach had coach Bielma had said in the end of the post game that tweaked an ankle during practice on Thursday. They tried to get him to go today. He couldn't, he was in a boot on the sideline as reported by Michael Martin here during the ball game. I'm led to believe that uh, you'll see him back sooner than later. I don't know if it'll be next week or not. Yeah, I don't know. Um, based on what I saw, he had a compression sock on underneath the um, uh, underneath his boot, which kind of leads me to believe it could be a higher ankle sprain, but I don't know. Um, that is just speculation based on what I was able to see on the sideline, which is literally what anybody in the stands could see. Um he, but that was it, 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 that was a, a big blow. We we saw it. You know, they had to move Adams over. You have to bring Slaughter in. It messed up the the chemistry in, in the first half. You saw him stunting up in the middle. Pilstrom was getting overworked, and, and then it looked at the end like Adams was just kind of out of gas, and he was just getting worked on that left side. Sure, and you have to travel uh, quite a bit more, especially on pass pro, as a tackle. And mm-hmm. it it I mean those. Uh, uh, the miles add up, for yep. lack of a better term. And um, uh, I think Scott has a text, but I've got something after that text. <laughs> 217 texture says it could be worse. We could have frosted the finish with an onside kick after we went up. <laughs> See, that, uh, I mean, I'm, I, I'm trying to get through my head as to where, like, key moments of, I will say that that frost onside kick was incompetent. Where w- is a surefire incompetent move tonight. I don't think there was one because come, going back to the, the fourth and one, going for it, you are trying to play to win the game. You can see where it's coming from. You, you can see where the logic, you can see the reason. Absolutely. And even the frost on say kick, he's trying to just put it away, but it's just, it was, it, and they were up 11. I, I'm not going to, we shouldn't get into it. Right. But, but <laughs> I guess what I'm getting to is that a big criticism that I had of uh, this particular uh, team last year was there were instances, especially in the three games that we uh, lost very close to the end of the game, where we were playing to not lose versus playing to win. And I think going forward on fourth down is playing to win. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what you guys think, but I think that there was much, and we already touched on this, much more aggressiveness, and it wasn't coming from like, oh, we're doing this because. We're, we're trying to put on t- – no, you're trying to legitimately do something There's to win the game. Difference between aggressive and reckless. Yes. I did not think that was reckless uh, If to go for it. Uh, Onside kick up 11, that's a bit reckless. It is. <laughs> However, your defense, as we all know, I mean, 
if, if they, when they lose that game, it was the defenses in the last drive. That's the problem. It wasn't the onside kick or any of the other things. That's the only. We, we right. play for one drive, don't that's you know? It. That's all. The it 60 comes down minutes, to. that's pointless. <laughs> Meaningless. We'll come back. Our final segment Fasteners, etc. Post game show. First and 10 at the 16. DeVito throws left. This is Hightower with a catch of the five. Down to the goal line. Dives for the pylon. Touchdown, Illinois. This time they won't take it away from Hightower. And the Illini march down the field. A 16-yard pass. Masters, etc. Post game show. Down the stretch we come. Finish lines in sight. Illinois loses to Indiana, 23 to 20. I'm Scott Beatty with Michael Martin and Evan Kahn. Evan, uh, let's uh, let's callers. Uh, let's try to keep it brief if we can. But we're happy to have you on, Evan. Uh, uh, yeah, What's the name? Yeah, it looks like we've got Don with us, and All right, Don. Uh, he's coming from St. Joe. Love it. You're up, Don. Hey, a uh, couple quick things. Um, number one, I I love the fourth and one call. I think take I I like to see coaches take chances like that when you've got when you've got the ability to do so. Yeah, the play call might not have been the greatest, but I think I don't think there's any problem with was any problem with the play call itself. I also think I'm not worried about this team yet. Uh, the defense showed they can play against the run well. The pass, the secondary has been a question mark since last year, especially since we lost Kirby Joseph. So I don't know why people were surprised that people could pass on us. Um, you know, it does stink. You play great for three quarters of a game, and then the last drive you let them get as much yardage as they got the first in the entire first half. So, you know, all in all, it's a game that you file under the, the – it happens, and you move on, and – I don't. I don't see any, any way we don't make a bowl game this year. I love, love the uh, uh, the. Uh, who knows? Because if if they continue to lose close games like this, I mean, these are the things that could be in the balance, and that's my concern, Don. But uh, at the same time, I think there is. You see a football team out here, all right? I think there's. Uh, enough yeah. uh, meat on this team that you see stuff and and go okay they're gonna they're gonna be able to compete in some in some places. Well, and, and I think after I'm sorry, but I think after after last year with the with the close games we won at the or lost at the end like Maryland and a couple others, uh, I think this year might be might just this game I should say might just be the reminder that hey we can't go back to last year we got to keep moving forward and I think Bilima and uh, Looney and Alters are going to get it done. Don, really appreciate you weighing in. Thank you. 217-356-9397. Evan, yeah, he's closing his off here. It, it looks like uh, the, the other person had a curfew to get to, and they were not able to stay connected. So we'll have to catch them after they, the Virginia They weren't at game. Victoria's house. No, apparently not. Because that's where the party is in Iowa tonight. 
But no, just just before we go, um, I I don't know where Casey Washington was tonight. I know he did have a catch, but we didn't see a whole lot of Casey Washington. And, and along the lines of the defensive backs and, and the questions that we had coming in, I think we also saw the the questions with that nose tackle position here tonight. Uh, it was Jamal Woods who who went down, and he was trying to play hobbled, and didn't see a whole lot of Calvin Avery. And Johnny Newton can't be out there every play, so uh, the the depth as we knew going into the year it, it it's it's going to be something that's going to be a, a struggle for the Illini as they move along if they've got to deal with injuries and I think that played a part tonight agreed Casey Washington by the way targeted one time yeah. and it it looked like from the get-go um, that that Brian Hightower was to be a big part of this mm-hmm. game plan and they went to him six times and they went to Pat Bryant five times and then they went to Isaiah Williams 15 times and a few of those are those little flips so that's uh, you know, those, those are technically passes um, you know but they're almost like a jet sweep kind of run but a pop pass uh, but yeah uh, Casey Washington at least for this game fell down the depth chart a little bit all right friends um, tough one for Illinois uh, some Definitely a lot of film to learn off of, and I'm, I'm calling it a rubber match on Saturday, a week from tomorrow, when Virginia's in town, because uh, it, it's going to feel way different if Illinois is two and one versus one and two after these first three ball games. You could assume Chattanooga can be a W, but three and one will feel way better than two and two after the first four games. And I think when we all started this thing and looked at this schedule and went, if you can come out of the first four at three and one, you'll feel pretty good about yourself before you have to go up to uh, Wisconsin and, and the rest of the meat of the Big Ten. So it, it'll be a, there'll be a lot going on there for Saturday, and, and it'll be a home game in September and, and, and all that. So it should be very interesting. All right, my friends. Um, Anything else to say? Anything else to add? Yeah, I would just say that I know I sound like a broken record with uh, the idea of, oh, you have to learn these lessons so you don't do them again, and then we see them the very next season. But ultimately, there will come a time where it's not acceptable to have to learn these lessons. These lessons need to be learned. Um, I think that this was really, this is really going to be a gut check for this team. And um, if we don't show improvement off this, then I think we have a problem. But um, ultimately, you don't want to lose a game like you did tonight. But you did. You, you move on. You learn from it. Uh, we're on to Virginia. For Evan Kahn and Michael Martin and Joey Wright and Ed Bonder, Chief Engineer, and Grant Thompson, our General Manager, I'm Scott Beatty. Illinois loses to Indiana 23-20. to Tomorrow morning in uh, about eight hours, it's Illini Pella Saturday Sports Talk on Newstalk 1400. Catch Lauren and Steve with that and plenty more next week. Until then, enjoy your holiday weekend, everybody. Thanks for being with us, and have a great night.